G'day everybody, welcome to Wombat Radio. We had begun this conversation in the foyer at Carriage Works in Everly in Sydney and now we're quarantined and it's online. Uh, today I'm joined by Natasha. Hi Natasha. Hi Matt. Uh, I'm in Lackard and you're in the north. In Taramara. Taramara. Yeah. yeah. And you were supposed to have a residency coming up soon as a further development of your own work a bit further north, is that right, in Forster? Yeah. Yeah. Mile Lakes. Mile Lakes. It's a beautiful holiday spot, actually, Mile Lakes. I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you can forward drive along the beach as well. So it's really, yeah, it's an adventure. Uh, but let's talk about dancing. You do want to just let's not start from the beginning necessarily. I think maybe it's more interesting to say where are you up to and what questions were you about to take in with you to this next residency? Cool. Okay. So um, my journey um, on my uh, in, in my body of work kind of it started with. Um, looking at basically this very, very simple question, but also a very complex question, uh, who am I? Um, and I think it's kind of evolved now as to um, the question of who I could be. And I've used I not just to specifically relate to me, but more who uh, who we can be as females, just kind of as a broad, like on an individual level, but also a broad, um, all-encompassing kind of level as well. So for my residency, I kind of wanted to, yeah, to kind of see like the potential of what this this research could be and how it can link back into this uh, this real life situation so my research originally was if I was to have my own new world or we could have this new world where only women existed what would that landscape look like and what would that allow women to be or how would it how would it allow women to be and I kind of want to now work out once you kind of explore different versions of what that could be like how important it is to kind of filter that back into a real life scenario, because obviously we don't live in a world where only women exist. Um, Both uh, all genders exist now. And how can my research kind of inform how we go about our life? I I had some other dancers um, coming on board uh, in the Mile Lakes residency. Yeah, because I really, I'm really interested in, um, I find it much easier to work with people. I get really inspired by what's in the room. Um, I find it very intimidating just working by myself. <laughs> um, so I really, I really respond to um, stimulus and I really enjoy collaborative processes. So having more people in the room is, uh, yeah, just much more fun and I feel like much more productive for me. Yeah, that's um, my experience as well. What's your... When you're talking about that you respond to stimulus, what do you take on board as your responsibilities as the choreographer or as the director or the person who's initiated the vision? Um, I feel like I really 
I really like giving ideas to um, to whoever I'm working with, mm. and then I enjoy their response because, especially something like this, um, which is a question that all women would have struggled with, whether they realized or not, this idea of sense of self and your place in the world and what you can do with who you are and how you move about, uh, how, how you move about the world. So for me, it's really interesting to kind of see their response and from their own experiences. And sometimes it's really, really similar. Sometimes um, they present it in really different ways. And that's really, really exciting for me to take, to take what they, uh, what they've given and then to kind of create together because then it uh, it feels more meaningful to me rather mm. than just my work it's kind of our work um, which is yeah I think quite important as well and do you find that the teams that you've been working with that everybody's got a, a moment where they are struggling with the same thing or a story or even if they don't somehow in the tasking there's something in their bodies that comes out a hundred percent it's it's uh i don't even have to dig very much or like pull out from <laughs> it's right at the surface yeah all, all women are like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> do, you have, do you have a, a like an example for us um i think the the best example um i had was uh i gave this uh, I gave this task to some of my dancers um, in uh, in London, and it was about it was kind of like about like a physicality about like what is strong for you, um, and they were kind of like quite confronted because they were like, well, if I'm going to put that into movement, like the idea of having being really strong automatically, you kind of go to this like lots of muscle and uh, this kind of masculine physique uh, comes into mind, but then also, like that was it was obviously there's lots of different versions of strength, but mm. the fact that that was your initial first reaction, and then there were kind of uh, yeah, just kind of the different ways that you can play strength or experience strength um, was really nice to explore, but it was kind of uh, yeah, just the mental um, gymnastics that goes around what is strong for you versus what is strong for other people and how you kind of communicate that um, is also really, was just really interesting. It was just like a really simple idea um, and it had so many different layers because uh, because of the, yeah, because of the content of, um, <laughs> of like, oh, because of having this question, like, who am I? How do I perceive strength? Am I strong? What do I? I don't know. It comes with all these different, different layers. So I thought that was really, really interesting. And we were all kind of you could just talk around in circles um, for this one concept, and then that's you know there's a million different facets of your own personality. Um, so yeah, it was just a that was kind of my a standout moment for me. I think. And how did you, like you're saying, you can talk forever about the thing and then how do you get on the floor with that? What's your process to get it embodied, not to explain what you've just talked about, but to move into the realm of physicality as it is to, I guess, what you're saying, to to live that reality? Well, we kind of, 
uh, we do a lot of sharing in the studio. Um, like so, dancing for each other, is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of, you, you spend some time working out for you, um, you can write as much as you want and then you can kind of improvise as much as you want but then there will be a time where we kind of show what we what we've come up with and when you're watching from the outside there will always be moments that kind of affect you um instantaneously and those are the ones that we kind of search for and so you know you don't really find so much at the start but that's kind of the point you kind of want to wait until something really special comes um and then you kind of hone in on that um so that's really it's really nice because you everyone generally finds like gets there something and then also interestingly things that you think are really affecting sometimes people it doesn't affect them on the outside mm-hmm. um and then they'll yeah so i think from an audience point of view it's it's nice to to kind of experience um, to experience things in the room and then pick it out and then from there we develop that those little special moments into more and more um, fleshed out ideas. And what are you relying on to pick those moments? Uh, the the main thing I think is just things just go wow. <laughs> you <already have> <laughs> you go, that was nice. Um, yeah. So sometimes it's really it's like uh, sometimes it's images which are just single just a really single image. Sometimes it's the like the way something's repeated. Um, sometimes it's kind of the feeling that the dancers are having while they're doing a certain move. Might not even be the move itself, and just be like when you were in this state of emotion mm-hmm. that affected me. So it might like the move might the movement might not be important at all, but it's just the way you were. And what you were thinking while you were doing that movement. So sometimes we, it's a conversation about what was your idea behind that move and how can we kind of put that into to more, uh, to other movement as well. Hmm. Um, and when, when that happens, when you get that feeling that, oh, this is something, we've come across something here. And you, like, say for the example you said about when it can be the feeling of the state rather than say the choreography how do you take that and work with that and then facilitate the other bodies in the room to get back to that state next time next week next development um it's a few different angles i think sometimes i just uh i like just creating movement on top of movement so you take kind of the outline of what you've seen um, in improvisation and then you kind of re- like you uh, refine it and rehearse and you just go over and over that same that same small idea and kind of it might just be it might have been like three counts but that three counts can kind of evolve into um, a whole I don't know 10 minute section um, so that's something I really really enjoy just kind of taking very very small tiny moment which you really really connected with and then kind of refine and refine and refine and go over and go over go over um creating more movement on top of it but coming from this single kind of idea um and i i actually really like doing something coming away from it for a few days and then coming back to it um give it some space and and do that um and then i also just like kind of going the other way around doing choreography um on top of something and then kind of putting like putting it with different 
with different music, like, and see how that changes what the what the choreography has, like, what the choreography means, or kind of inserting different kind of. I say emotion, um, but I feel like that that seems too simplistic. Um, but kind of taking something which is like a lump sum of movement and choreography, um, which maybe doesn't have so much development in it, it's just kind of like just throw out some choreography and then how you can kind of mould it and manipulate it to end up into something which is um, which reflects what you want to say. Mm. It sounds, so, so far it sounds like a lot of the work that's going on is that you have a question and then you share that with other bodies by developing dancing in response to asking the questions and the discussions that you have. And yeah. I, I wonder <laughs> if, <laughs> it sounds great to me. I, I, sure. <laughs> I wonder if you have a vision for what a product would look like, a performance piece or some other medium that might go to, you know, that might be put up in an arts market or performing arts market or something like that, where it has to somehow be, like, boiled down to a concise, by this show, we'll perform it in your theatre. <laughs> you a vision of what that looks like? Like, we need a proscenium arch and we need seven forklifts spinning in a circle? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's, it's, hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to say at this stage because it's evolving so much uh and i think even now i mean the world is changing so much um and so just the work that you create it just well for me it's just changing as i learn more about what i want so it's kind of uh i have i mean i have big i have big visions with um i love working with collaborators um, so not just dancers, but um, I have this beautiful composer called Alicia Turner, who I worked with in London, um, and then also a, um, a, a movement, a graphic design uh, artist as well, who does amazing projections. Um, her name's Stephanie Bolton, and I just kind of being able to facilitate a big scale, like on a big stage, um, because I. I've tried on small scale, small scale stages and you just kind of need, um, I think to kind of do the, the music justice, the composition justice, and also to do image justice, it kind of needs the space. So for me, I just, I, I'm, I imagine big spaces. Um, but, uh, in terms of movement, uh, yeah, it's, it started with, I've done it with six dancers, I've done it as a solo, I've done it with three dancers. Um, and it kind of, it, its form is just forever changing at this stage. And so um, I, I haven't really settled on a, on, a final, um, on a final product of what I would imagine it. But I'm kind of hoping that at the end of this residency it might have more of a clear idea or maybe it won't. Um, but... You know, it's one of those things I don't really want to force it into a form if it doesn't reveal itself yet. Mm. Mm. Have you found um, great differences when in different countries and cultures where you're working with different dancers? 
Um, yes, uh, and I think it comes down to two different things. I think that as a dancer and choreographer, and even just as a female in the world, I've done a lot of growing um, very quickly, um, and that's and as a, as I've grown um, and I've like learned things and seen things and kind of learnt more about myself and what I'm capable of and what I want out of the world and all of these kind of big life questions and uh, in like you know big growth individually that has really impacted my work um, and so as I kind of keep on that journey that really affects my work because that's kind of it's very much a self-exploratory sort of uh sort of work but also I've been I feel like yeah I, I feel like it was very interesting coming from I started this journey back in Sydney about three or four years ago when I was kind of first in this learning of feminism which blew my mind that I just didn't even know anything about it I don't know maybe I was 24 23 at the time 24 I don't know um and I was like what (laughs) how do I not how do I not have more knowledge about um about this and then I went to the next place I was in was in Israel and the women there are so so strong um and maybe it comes from the fact that they you know, Israeli language is quite um, uh, succinct and so they're very direct, but also, you know, everyone goes to the army and you are surrounded by, like, many wars and a history of conflict. Um, So that's kind of really hardened the women to these amazingly strong, independent people Um, and the way they move about the world is very intimidating but also so awe-inspiring. And I... I don't know I feel like that in in Australia I just I didn't experience that so much as a woman and to see it universally in that country was really interesting and then to move to London again there was a lot of strength in women but in different ways so there's so much creativity and performing and people are making work all over the place whether it's dance or just theatre in general or music Um, and so that is also really, really uplifting. There's a really big feminist kind of connection that, uh, young women, um, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, support for each other. Um, and maybe there's stuff here and it's just, maybe I just didn't find it before I left. Um, but also that's just been really, uh, it's been really nice to be connected to that as well, um, on that level. So yeah, I, I feel like my journey um, has been very closely connected with uh, my work and then also the places that I've been in contact with has also really inspired me and also kind of shaped how I approach things, Mm. which is very cool, I think. How do you release the object... This is my understanding of the stated objective of feminism is that regardless of gender, everybody is equal and should be entitled to equal opportunities, Um, treated with the same respect and rewarded the same for the same work, all of that. Um, 
And but then listening to what you were talking about just then and the beginning when you're talking about how to be strong without having to perform masculinity to be strong and then and then going to a country where the cultural differences were to your ear more direct or more um, independent. Um, I wonder how you, or if you're even interested in separating the stated ideals from the emergent aesthetics of feminism. I think because when you're talking about feminism, it's, and you're, and you're like this, I mean, I'm very aware that um, creating feminist work is not a new idea at all. But so, still sorely needed. We can So, agree. yeah, I mean, I was 24 and I had no idea um, about so many, so many ideas and concepts existed. So, mm. yeah. Even that basic one about that if you do the same work, you should get paid the same or that if you're just as smart, you should also be able to go to the same job or whatever, regardless of your gender. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, when I was this idea of women's work, men's work, I think it's interesting because I feel like in the back of my mind, I always knew, I always kind of understood that concept but until it was spoken out loud for me yeah. I didn't really I didn't really take notice of it yeah. um, how it's like and how filtered through my life um, and everyone's life it was uh, and how the how these sorts of things affected my choices that I made um, and yeah so I think it's uh, I really want to take a like much more s- like zoomed in kind of approach because <laughs> uh, to take on all of feminism is a big uh, is a big ask. So I I'm looking I want to kind of look more on from a very personal place mm-hmm. what um, what I was learning right at the beginning of this kind of journey um, and how it taught me more things about myself and more things about what I want and how I interact with the world and how the world interacts with me as a woman. Um, And then also now kind of developing that, kind of like seeing where that can fit and how that can teach, um, how, how it can kind of filter, how those learnings kind of filter into everyday life. Because in my work of, uh, when you when women have space to kind of be who they want and uh because still to this day it's very male dominated um and so women have to fight so much more for what they want and la 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 we know the story how can exploring a space like exploring this idea where women are women face no obstacles and they can just exist and what they can achieve without any obstacles or hurdles kind of how how is that important and how can that like that sort of essence how can that just exist how can we kind of inject it into the world that we live now so kind of bridging this uh, this two different two different worlds 
mm, almost um, setting women as the default. Yeah, I mean, I feel like not so much setting women as the default, but not having like a default at all. Like mm. if women, yeah, like mm. if women didn't have another, have something as an other. Like, right, if there if were there no w- others, then there would be no otherness. Yeah, and it's, I, it's like things, this is when things start getting like super abstract and um, you can go as complex or as simple as you like with this kind of idea. Um, so if women have this space to be anything, what could they be and the potential? And, I mean, you, you, could, never, you could never really know, um, but you can always ask questions like, will they be the same as men like would it change anything you just change the gender of what we've got now or would it just reverse things or would because you know women are genetically different um but also and the way we kind of support each other and talk to each other is very different but is that a product of the fact that we kind of have to in this sort of climate like we just kind of the way we uh gossip or the way we kind of you know that women that woman and sisterhood and the bonds that women have so much more intimately than men do, is that just as a result? Like, would we lose that? <laughs> like, I don't know, there's all these sorts of questions. Like, you'll never know, but um, it'll be interesting. It's, a, it's just like an interesting kind of exploration as to uh, what we could have, but mm. also maybe like, we could lose Um and but also what we can take from it and how it can kind of be injected back into this life that we mm-hmm. live every day. Um, and um, you were going to have a, a real space residency and now you've been offered an online residency? Yes. What is yeah. an online residency? <laughs> is it useful at all? Well, I'm actually, uh, I think, well, it's different from what I've ever worked with obviously um i normally use moving bodies in a space um but because i'm still so interested in working with people and collaborators i'm kind of i'm very i'm kind of excited to see what this restriction limitation can do creatively because sometimes when you're in the studio and you kind of need to like you know if you're improvising or something and you just start making rules or you limit things some really nice creative things can come out of it um so i'm interested to kind of see how we can um me and my collaborators how we can kind of still keep creating content within each other offering tasks coming back it might be like a little bit more disjointed so it might be a little bit more self like your own little self journey and then kind of a lot of sharing I'm not sure how it's going to work I really hope some nice content can come out of it Um, but at the very least it'll be very good conversation and discussion as to what the work means and what um, and for individuals to kind of like contribute what it means for them as well um so i'm intrigued excited (laughs) Uh, a little nervous but who knows (laughs) so you're going to be working with other people in your online residency yeah yeah definitely and it's also it's 
in a way it's kind of nice because um, some of the other people I've worked with in the past are overseas and now that it's an online context um, I'll be able to involve them as well so it's not going to just be Sydney based it will be a little bit more national which is also really really nice um what's your what's the logistics of this they will stay up and you will live stream or it will be non times specific or a bit of both so um group like um small group kind of task task meetings if that's possible sometimes it will be um individually based and so kind of sending content back and forth um, into this little hub and then kind of taking that and then developing that and then bringing it back um, and things like that. So there will be a, like a lot of kind of uh, back and forth, which is a kind of kind of I, I feel like it's going to be a nice little melting pot and you're just kind of throwing in what you what you make and then take out what you like and then do and then create on top of that and then throwing that back into the mix. Mm. and see how that sort of evolves um it might be it might be a terrible disaster but also it might be um some amazing things might come up because also sometimes like when you're when you're on your own and you just get some some space to create sometimes that kind of unlocks a few things um because when you're in the studio um sometimes you're you know you get in your head and you see people and what they're doing and you're like oh am I doing you know you never know like sometimes uh having like space away from people but still having the connection to kind of you know feed off their ideas and creativity and kind of contributing going away having space to contribute like to create and then putting it back it might also be different but I think it's just kind of uh We'll only find out when we try it. So it will be a very interesting experiment. That, it sounds exciting. Can people engage with you at any point during this? Um, well, because it was, um, I mean, it's still an evolving idea of how this residency is operating. Um, I kind of, I, I hope so. Um, we, I want to be very kind of, uh, vocal online. I know there's like a lot of stuff going on right now because <laughs> everyone's quarantined and social distancing, so everyone's at home on the on the Instagram. Um, but I mean, because it's because it's my work and it's kind of uh, still evolving, and it, it's it's like I get nervous to share things if they're not ready. But then I'm also very aware of kind of maybe I shouldn't be so self-conscious about things and, you know, perfectionist about things because things will always never be ready. We'll always, we'll always continue to um, spend time on it. So I'm kind of in two minds as to how involved everyone will be, but there will definitely be a lot of sharing. Um, at the very least, we'll pre present something, I think, at the end of the week of the residency. Um, but how that will exist and what it will look like and um, how involved people will be, uh, we'll just kind of day by day, we'll, t <laughs> we'll take it, I think. Wow. That sounds great. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to bring up or that you want to open up for people to think about or or any, any um, epiphanies that you have along the journey of being an artist or any, like, wisdom that you try and remember when you're 
deep in a process and you're trying to remember to have perspective or yeah well I think I'm it's really interesting because the last time we talked was almost two weeks ago I think Mm. and the world is so different now Mm. and it's you know this there's been a lot of talk about what what the whatever what the best course of action to do will be and whether it's we just stop everything now and then we restart and I think this is a really interesting idea to restart the world and I know it just means like health-wise and economically but I just the world will never be the same after this Mm. and there's a lot of artists right now at home doing nothing and I'm really excited to kind of as an artist to create a new conversation as to how the world will exist after this kind of blows over and how we rebuild the world. And I think it's like a really nice time and a really nice opportunity to think about what we want in the future. And I think a lot of people are going to be, I mean, a lot kinder, a lot more compassionate because this has affected everyone, whether it's you can't buy enough toilet paper or whether it's something more serious, you know, it will be, yeah, the whole world will be in a completely new place. And I think it's a really like making art right now in this climate, I think is a really important thing to do. And um, I'm kind of excited to be part of that new conversation as to what we want the world to be and I think this time this sort of work is a yeah a nice conversation to to start to finish to continue yeah it's a nice time to be making work I think despite everything (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that there'll be a bit more uh illumination illumination there's an opportunity for people to have experience that they usually would never have because of the systems keeping people separate like the all of these people that would never have ever experienced the mess around of trying to interact with Centrelink yeah will now have that experience and it's like for me it's it's like imagining a federal politician of course they don't know there's something wrong with the public transport system because they never take it yeah and I'm imagining that there'll hopefully be things like that whereby the kind of I don't know, even the insanity of not being able to go to work yeah, will yeah. be experienced by many more people and then that empathy will last when that when they can go back to work but they have a partner who is caring for an elderly yeah. or a child or whatever and then they can remember when they couldn't go to work. Yeah. And, and also, yeah, and I agree, and also... Um, understanding the value of things like healthcare professionals and for teachers Mm. when people have to teach their own children at home and realizing it's a really hard job to do and it's kind of I mean so many people already know the value but Mm. you know so many underpaid um, professions um, us and now the most we people go oh we realize that they are actually super super important um at a critical time like this so it's not just like compassion and empathy but also like what we as a society value and who we value is also you know everyone's now out of work so they're turning or self-isolating or quarantined and if they can't work what are they going to do they're going to in like 
expose himself to so much art and watch movies and TV and read books and play games. Like there's so much creativity that they're just um, that they are watching, and uh, it's. I just hope that um, on the other side of this, they kind of don't forget that <laughs> the artists of the world kind of got them through some tough times and it's not just yeah and hopefully the value of not just yeah not just some industries but all industries will be much more valued on the other side Mm. nice one yeah thank you very much (laughs) oh my pleasure thank you so much matt